Hey there listeners, Jonathan Harding here with some gaming history. Crisis is one of those video game franchises that no one really talks about anymore. When we discuss role-playing games, we all talk about Final Fantasy, Baldur's Gate, The Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age, Fallout, and The Witcher. But when we discuss first-person shooters, it's all Doom, Half-Life, Halo, Call of Duty, and Battlefield. Somehow we're forgetting one of the most influential titles of the genre. Crisis was once the benchmark, not just for technical prowess and PC performance, but also in game design. So what happened to this franchise that made us all but forget it even existed until recent announcements? For a start, the first game was limited to PC, something which was both a boon and a curse. When Crisis released in 2008, it was PC exclusive. You couldn't get it on console. And this wasn't because of some business deal. It was limited to PC simply because consoles didn't have the processing power to run it. This meant that most gamers couldn't play the game, even if they wanted to. Then came Crisis 2 in March of 2011. Crisis 2's biggest problem was that the entire game leaked online just a few months before release. The pirated version was buggy and prominently featured missing or incomplete textures. Many thought the game wouldn't be finished on release. Another of the game's problems came from its attempts to imitate other first-person shooters of the time, featuring lots of cutscenes and becoming very story-heavy. This was the time during which video games were becoming less gamey and more blockbuster film-like. Then came Crisis 3 in February of 2013. Technologically, it was a marvel that it worked on consoles. The graphics and textures were of such high fidelity that it took the rest of the gaming industry a few years to catch up. But Crisis 3's biggest problem was its sales figures. EA, acting as a publisher and distributor to the developer, Crytek, reported that the game sold underwhelmingly, shifting about 200,000 copies in its first 12 days in the US alone. The game reviewed reasonably well, but the relative failure of its predecessor meant that many gamers just weren't interested. Then came the franchise's biggest hurdle. Staff not being paid. In 2014, due to financial struggles, many of Crytek's staff found themselves not being given their salaries. Crytek eventually let go of around 200 employees. Just before this, they numbered around 700. The problem arose again in 2016 when Crytek employees voiced their problems online, stating they hadn't been paid on time for six months, with salaries coming anywhere between two weeks to a month late. Sometime in November of that year, Crytek's CEO released a statement internally, saying that the company's financial problems had been resolved. But come March of 2017, a Crytek employee posted on Reddit saying that they and their colleagues hadn't been paid at all since the start of the year. As far as I'm aware, they are still being paid late to this day. Crisis was a masterpiece. Crisis 2 lost a lot of sales and fans, and Crisis 3 released to near indifference. The average gamer didn't even notice it when it launched. These days, Crytek will occasionally release a smaller game, one of their most recent titles being the rather successful Hunt Showdown. Not too long ago, however, they released footage of a demo for CryEngine 5.6 featuring the nanosuit's cloaking sound right at the end, a by now iconic sound effect for fans of the franchise. And it has since been revealed that the original Crisis will be getting a graphical remaster. 
Not that it really needs one. Anyhow, hope you found that as interesting as I did. Cheers and happy gaming.